0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Along the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said to him in reply, "'You are the Christ.' "'Then he warned them not to tell anyone about him. "'He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer greatly "'and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, "'and be killed and rise after three days. "'He spoke this openly. "'Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. "'At this he turned around and, looking at his disciples, "'rebuked Peter and said, "'Get behind me, Satan.' You are thinking not as God does, but as, a, but as human beings do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Did anything in that Genesis reading sound familiar? Did it sound copied from an earlier section of Genesis? Okay, what sounded familiar? What was like the copied God says to Noah and to his family, that flood that I put you through, I'm not going to do that again. But then he keeps talking to him, And he says, I'm going to form a new what with you? I'm going to form a new covenant with you. And I'm going to give you dominion and authority over the birds, the plant, all the stuff, right? Who else did God say that to earlier? Adam and Eve. Eve, Right? And so it's like we're hearing the story again. Like why is there like another story? Because Adam and Eve's fault, failure, fall, had to be restored again with Noah and his family. But aren't there going to be more covenants after Noah? Yeah. Yeah, there are. Do you know some of them? you know, some of the, the main named people. There is Noah, and then there's, you don't have to necessarily get the right order. Abraham, yep. And there's a couple others. Moses, yep. David. Yeah, so we see that there's these covenantal relationships being formed. And it's, it's just fascinating to hear, like, God is reinstituting what he had already done with Adam and Eve, like, it shows that God has this magnificent desire for us. That, that he's not going to allow us to actually um, impede what he wants. However, we can, we can definitely impact that negatively. Now, in this gospel, right, they're going up to this place called Caesarea Philippi. And I think we've talked about this a little bit in other uh, gospels, whether it was Matthew's or someone else's. Anyone remember anything about Caesarea Philippi? So Caesarea Philippi was this northern region of Galilee. And it was actually a place where lots of pagan worship was taking place. So they believed in um, really weird, not true gods. Um, Pan was one of them, like this half-man, half-goat thing. Super weird. So he goes to this place to not just like preach and teach, but he uses it as a place to solidify his divinity. So when he's going up there and he's asking him, like, alright, who do people say that I am? You're, you're with the people, you would know like, oh yeah, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say you're a prophet. He's like, that's cool. But like, you, who's been hanging out with me? Like, who do you say that I am? And Peter, what's he say? He says, you're the Christ! Right? It's like, Peter, he sees through all of it. He's like, no, like you're the Christ, you're the Messiah. Good job, don't tell anybody. Is that not confusing? Like, don't we, shouldn't we tell everybody who you are? Because he had a plan for his mission. His mission needed to, like, happen in time. But what's really interesting in there is he goes on to explain that mission. Right? What's, like, what's he, how does he explain the mission? What's he say? Do you remember? He has to suffer. He has to suffer, die on the cross. Right? He's going to be rejected by who? Yeah, elders, chief priests, all these people. He's going to then die and then rise again, right? And he's, he's, like, very open about this. He's like, I'm not hiding this. I'm not, not keeping this from you. And what's Peter do? What's Peter do? The guy's like, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. What's Peter say? So it's like, let's say, let's say I'm Jesus and I'm telling people, like, yeah, I'm going to die. I'm going to do all this stuff. And you're Peter. So what would you do? Like, how would Peter, like, pull me aside? I'll be right back. One second. Okay, Peter. All right, all right, all right, yeah. And then I'd come back and be like, get behind me, Satan. Peter's like, whoa, dude, I'm just, like, having a conversation with you. But, like, that's the thing, right? Like, even after Jesus does that and Peter responds, what does Jesus do with Peter at the very end? He says, do you love love me? Yeah. And he's like, all right, tend and feed my sheep. So even though Peter, in all of his awesomeness and all of his crashness at times, doesn't always get it, he's still entrusted. So for us, you know, even though we may not always get it, we may not always fully understand like what God is doing, how he's doing it, why he's doing it. Sometimes that's the biggest frustration. He entrusts us. He believes in us. He he wants us to like work with him. Because the response is like, you're thinking not as God does, not, but as a human does. Which makes sense. Peter's like, no, like, you're the Christ. I love you. I don't want anything to happen to you. So, like, don't talk about that. But we have to think beyond just our human terms at times. Like, we have to think as God thinks. And that's hard because I'm not God. I don't know anyone here is. And so we want to be in that closest relationship to get to know him, because, like, I bet, like, with some of your really close friends, you can kind of tell what they're thinking at times. You can tell through their actions, their behaviors, like, what what they're feeling, like, what they're experiencing to some degree, maybe not perfectly. That's what it means to have a deep, deep relationship with God. Like, God, I, I know you well enough to know, like, this is what you would agree to or not agree to. Like, I have friends that I just know, like, they would say yes or no to certain things. God's the same way. So we see this new covenant being formed, which is something he keeps doing, ultimately ends in Jesus Christ, right, and then it's given to us. And then we see in this gospel how God, Jesus, not just wants, doesn't just want to, like, bring teachings to everybody, but he wants them to know, like, what the end result's going to be. He wants them to know, like, hey, trust in me because you know who I am. But don't just think as humans do. Like, think as I'm thinking. Recognize what I'm teaching. It's a lot to process, no doubt. But that's, that's our mission. That's our goal of life. is to always be growing in that relationship. To always be um, fostering that, molding that, um, increasing that. And the best way to do it is through prayer. It's through conversation with God. It's to have dedicated time with them. what we're doing now. So that's always the encouragement, right? Like, keep praying. Keep having open, blunt discussions with God. God, I don't get this. God, I'm so happy about this thing today. God, I I don't understand why this is going on. But open conversation with him is essential. There's nothing you have to hold back from him. So may our prayers be honest and open and bold. Bold.